Hello friends, and welcome to another episode of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. My name's Clayton Croker. Uh, good to talk to you again, boys. I've been MIA for like the past week and a half. <laughs> this is going to sound bad. I didn't even realize you guys did that episode together until like it got published on oh. Twitter and Facebook. Here's the thing. I shut off my phone for like a week yeah. and a half. I completely ignored the group chat. Like, we have a little group chat on Facebook. I didn't look at a single message for, like, a week and a half. That's my dream, dude. Like, Turned I... off my phone completely. Like, I had a couple Facebook posts here or there, but no chat, no nothing. Nice. A couple tweets here or there. But other than that, like, I look at my phone constantly for my job, and I just shut it off for the holiday season. And I'm scrolling Twitter. I'm like, oh, they did an episode. It actually did really well, too. <laughs> it was really Thanks good. I listened, listening. Matt. It was great. <laughs> I was going to say something in the chat, but I was like, you know what? I'll wait till I'm back on the episode. So, boys, thanks for, uh, thanks for holding it down. I mean... I was slacking for that week and a half, well, but sometimes we, you just kind of had that. to, right? We, we signed we signed a big name pitcher, so there's really the guys weren't going to put any content out. Like we See, had to get something out. That's there. the other thing. I didn't know that until like two days after. <laughs> that. Like, I again, I totally you just in, I totally checked out during the Christmas ghost, season. Ghost town. Well, that's the only holiday time I get is during Christmas. Yeah. So I basically just shut down, totally break fair. out the rye, let's get weird, and just again, Brenly's family, my wife, they're huge so they have like four christmases my family oh, yeah. has two so it's just a wow yeah it's uh it's an ordeal uh let's introduce the boys though we got patrick marsh B- buddy how's it going it's going great man i wanted to hear all about your christmases man that sounds amazing oh, multiple christmases man like seven <laughs> and like i hosted <laughs> one my uh my wife's family like not crazy religious but religious enough that we're going on christmas eve mm. so we're going to like the nine o'clock one and i hosted everyone at our house Made a bunch of food, like slow cooker pulled pork and stuff like that. But, like, people just kept getting sick. People just kept bailing. So I made all this food, prepared everything. Like, whole house ready to go decorated. There were, like, seven people there. <laughs> like, the lamest Christmas Eve of all time. But, like, other than that, no, it's just, like, it's a lot of hustle and bustle with my job. So it's nice to just literally do nothing for two weeks. Yeah. And when people say do nothing, they usually do stuff around the house or whatever. And I do, too, but I literally do, like... Nothing. Nothing. I can't even respond to group chat messages yeah. or check the signings for the Jays. Like, I just, I totally check out. Justin, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. You know what? I've been uh, busy as well, working and curling, and yeah, we're, it's cold, man. I just want to, like, skip to March and be in Mexico. It's going to be, like, <laughs> minus 30 here the next 10 days, I think. Yeah. We're going to Calgary this weekend to see Flames Oilers. Oh, God. But traveling the highway, though, when it's like minus 30, you're always so worried the whole time. Like, just don't break down car. My car is nice. No flat tires. No flat tires. I got a newer car, but it's still just like, what if something blows and you're stuck on the side of the highway in minus 40 windshield? But... For Flames Oilers, it's it's worth it. Go Flames. Um, thanks for listening, wherever you are. Uh, Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and Stitcher, all that jazz. Uh, give us some reviews on there. Uh, especially iTunes and Anchor and Spotify. People see that. The more people see the positive reviews, the more people will listen. Uh, Same with the likes on Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, at BFMD Podcast, especially the Twitter. We love Blue Jays Twitter. Thanks for retweeting everything like that. Um, This is the season finale, by the way. This is the end of season two. Uh, 46 episodes, so we're almost at like 100 now. This is episode 79. 79. Nice. Almost. Um, So, yeah, season finale highlights for you guys from this season. Patrick, let's start with you. What was your one highlight from this year? Do you remember one? Uh, like my fa- my favorite stuff was always the stuff where it was was us uh, screwing around where we were making fun of food. <laughs> I don't know why, but like we're big foodies on this show, and I just thought salad. it was funny salad. when we talked about cheese and and potato salad <laughs> and ham. 
and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, We're ham. very anti-ham podcast. Oh, that ham talk. I forgot yeah, about man. that. Yeah. Who thought, was pro-ham? There was one pro-ham person. I don't hate ham. Ham is the worst. See, like, yeah. I like ham if there's other options. Like, if you cook hammy with a turkey, totally fine. Because at least I can have both. So ham is like the Steve Buscemi. It can't support <laughs> anything. Like, it, no, it can support stuff, but it can't be the main attraction. Yeah, exactly. It'll always win Best Supporting Actor yeah. at the Oscars. It'll never win Best Actor. Exactly. Oh, my God. Well, it's true. It is award season. Man, if you were listening and you you were thinking, I hope there's a Steve Buscemi reference today. You're Boom, welcome. <laughs> there you go. Six minutes into the show, we're talking about Steve Buscemi. Um, for me, I like talking to Logan Hoffman. Uh, yeah. Mainly because I'm from Saskatchewan, he's from Munster, and that Munster baseball scene, I, I, I was glad we can give some people who don't live here a little glimpse of it because it's... It's all that town does is yeah. curl and play baseball. That was the sweetest view that you did with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like talking to him. Yeah. We got a bunch of fans in Munster and Humboldt because of that. He's like a celebrity in oh, that town. Of course. So we got a lot of people listening in the Humboldt and Munster area, which is awesome. So that Shout was good. Those ch- folks. That was good chatting with him. Barry Davis, I missed that one. It yeah. Was super sick. Yeah, you were like on your deathbed. Yeah, at that I've been point. getting sick a lot this year. Ever since I got married, I've just been getting sick it's, all the time. Yeah, blame it on the wife, man. Well, before I was built like an ox. <laughs> I think now it's just kind of. Just let myself go. You've gone soft in your in your married life. No, not soft. I just don't care anymore. No, I just don't <laughs> take care of myself. I'm just like, I finished the game. I'm married now, yeah. so whatever. And ever since then, I, just, I had that mentality. I started getting sick a lot, but I set it up, though. I got yeah. the assist. You did. I Steve Buscemi'd that interview. You I just really, supported it, you and really, then you guys You the got features. the ball rolling there. Yeah. You tweeted that very, <laughs> and got the ball rolling, and then Patrick and I were able to mm-hmm. get that thing going for us. What's so. your highlight? Uh, I think my highlight was probably... Um, the recent highlight. I liked having the the James Dykstra interview was really fun. I was just about to was, say. I think we yeah. can all really, agree that's the it number was one. Really good. Um, talking to to a ball player like the guys we've had on before. Like we had Keegan Matheson, Hendo was on this mm-hmm. year in the spring. In the spring, um, obviously we had uh, Devin Haru on way back when season, season one, one. Yeah. So like we've we've talked to a lot of media guys, but it was really nice getting that player perspective, and especially a guy who like. He's grinded out in the minors. Like he's he hasn't pitched in the bigs, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a guy who's been working at it, mm-hmm. and hopefully we can see him uh, have a good spring for the Jays, which we'll probably talk about him at some point during spring training again. But that was a fun interview just to see his perspective. Like he just seems like such an awesome guy. Oh like yeah, he, he seems like a down to earth like. I got like a small town vibe from him. I don't know why. I'd crush a two six of rye with uh, with James Dykstra. Like it seems like if he chewed <laughs> tobacco, he'd be a Copenhagen straight kind of guy. He wouldn't be like a skull mint or something like that. He'd be copy straight all the way. Just maybe even copy snuff. He wouldn't straight's too soft for him. He'd he'd do copy snuff for sure. Which kids, by the way, don't do that. Yes, it's I don't. Disgusting. I don't know what anything you're talking about. I don't know anything about. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> no, I never chewed. Never once. Not in my life. Um, any other highlights, Patrick at all, or? Um, was this, was it last season or this season we had, I made the, made the snipe on uh, Danny Barnes. That was, was that season that one. Was or season season two? one. That was like OG BFMB. Yeah. yeah that, that was, was that was in the vault. Yeah. Had, there were some, that. there was some good snipes this year though. We had definitely on fired some, some of the, the sun, players. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Mike Leiter Jr. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Mark Leiter, Leiter Jr. We were on him for like oh. three weeks. You guys were really mean to that guy. I really mean to him. 
There was a there was about a two month period there where I think we were so sad with how the Jays were doing that we just yeah, we took got, our anger out. We got on the pretty team. dark in the in the, oh. in the summertime. I think it was during that awful stretch in May we just really started to fire off on guys because we were like were we five and thirteen in May this year or something like oh, that. Sounds stupid like that. It was just gross. Eight and twenty one. Eight and twenty one. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was just like, oh my. Yeah. See, Patrick remembers. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Mark Leiter didn't pitch a single ball in MLB this year. Wow. Nope, not a single <laughs> ball. I don't know. Was he injured? Maybe he's or... just that big of a pitcher. No, he didn't pitch at all in any league anywhere. Oh. Maybe he decided to. Maybe he took your advice and retired. <laughs> that. Oh God. <laughs> okay, do you think number sixty-two will go up in the the uh, ring of excellence there in Rogers Center? I'd be mad if it if it wasn't. Better be right by Tom <laughs> Cheek. Better be right there. That's where it deserves to be. Yeah, I mean, I think we saw more home runs come come from Mark Leiter Jr. than we did Jose Batista in his time here. Yeah. Um, one <laughs> baseball aspect I like talking about was Bo Bichette when he was on his tear. Oh, yeah. It was awesome talking about Bo Bichette there on a baseball standpoint. Vladdy Jr. at the home run derby. That was awesome that to was talk sweet. about. And the catchers back and forth, the Danny Jansen, Reese McGuire. I thought that was an underrated topic during the year. Kevin Biggio's cycle. Mm-hmm. That was also nice. And our just outfield that is, what's the word I'm looking for? I was going to say Ferris wheel because it keeps going Carousel. around and around. Carousel. Yeah. I got my rides mixed up. I mean, up. Ferris wheels do go round and round, too. Yeah. It's minus 35 here at the windshield. Yeah, Give us a break, okay? Think. Yeah. Uh, season three coming up. Um, we're going to have a couple episodes in between that, talking about some baseball stuff, some advanced statistic stuff. Um, but when season three comes around, uh, what are you guys looking forward to the most? Let's get some let's get some big profile guests on. I want to I'm You guys uh, always want to slide Let's shoot for the moon. You guys always want to slide into DMs all the time. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, like, I'm going to be on Twitter just like I'm going to be grinding. Well, I'm going to be guys, just asking people for podcast appearances. Who was the one you guys were like, "Oh yeah, I bet you if we slide into like Vladdy Jr's <laughs> DMs, we can get him." Like first of all, doesn't even speak English, guys. It would be the worst interview. He wouldn't even be we wouldn't be able to interview him. Placata. Yeah, and then you guys like, "What about like Guriel Jr, Grichik or something?" I'm like, "Guys, like again, we're getting better street cred, but I don't think we had the street cred where we could interview these guys. Not yet. Like maybe Mark Leiter Jr. might co- he maybe yeah, would have come, come on the show, on. but not anymore. <laughs> well, like let's start with uh, again a Reese McGuire, maybe Rowdy yeah, Telez. That'd be sweet. Okay, but, no, Mark yeah. Leiter, just you come on the show. Just don't listen to yeah. episodes 44, 45. Actually, just don't listen to season 47, two. Forty-eight, forty-nine. <laughs> By the way, do you guys want a, an, an update on Mark Leiter Jr.? This is breaking news. Oh boy. So. Um, we didn't realize this, but way back on March 17th of 2019, the Jays announced that he would miss the entire season after undergoing Tommy John surgery. Hmm. And what, what better way to keep your war from getting any lower than just missing an entire season? (laughs) Very true. That's just a, that's just a good strategy right there. Um, The worst thing I think talking about this year, sorry, or last year, sorry, was um, the whole Osuna thing. That really sucked. Uh, that put a huge damper on the season. But other than that, it was a pretty fun, yeah. uh, pretty fun season last year. We're gonna have a really, really fun season in season three. I think I'm looking forward to maybe getting a former player on the team, or on the podcast. On the sorry, team. Oh. yeah, or yeah, former player join our team. Yeah. yeah. Let's get Tony Fernandez in here. Get Greg's on. He's he's looking for a job. Oh, he's got nothing else better to do. Who would be your guy's like big get? Like, obviously, don't be like Carlos Delgado, but like, pick somebody who you think is not too busy that you think we might be able to 
convinced to come on this show and talk to us dum-dums. Homer Bush, Eric Hinsky, Jose Cruz oh, Jr., Ricky Romero, Shannon Stewart. I can go off on Larry this Walker after he makes the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Come on, actually, Larry, let's go. Jose yeah, let's Vidro. Get in there. Let's get Jose Vidro on the pod. Orlando Hudson. Orlando Hudson. Oh dog. Oh dog. That would be, be hyped to get That would on the be show. the greatest interview. Yeah, of okay, all that's time. our goal. Oh dog. That's O-dog. our goal for okay. season three. You heard make, it here first, folks. Yeah, and if you're on Twitter, tweet at him. Make sure he knows about Does our O-dog podcast. Have Twitter. I hope so. Yes. I'll uh, hit him up. We're gonna end season two by the way by talking about next year's depth chart. Um, yeah. Kudos to you guys for making this awesome um format here um let's just go position by position when it comes to this next year's depth chart here so when it comes to first base uh it's basically going to be travis shaw rowdy telez i think the edwin sweepstakes are over i think those rumors kind of got put to bed signed in chicago that's right so he's he's not coming (laughs) you missed that over your christmas holidays too again i didn't pay attention to anything anything uh but rowdy telez travis shaw looks like those guys are going to man first base or Vladdy gets super fat and goes to first. Either I think way, Vladdy's whatever. lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I think he has. Unless um, he gained a lot back at Christmas like the rest of us. So, Patrick, Rowdy or Travis Shaw, who do you see starting for us at first next year? It's tra- It's Travis Shaw's. Um, they've already said uh, as much, and by they, pronouns, uh, guys. Um, the organization, the Toronto Blue Jays organization, management has indicated Travis Shaw is going to be the everyday first baseman. Now he's not going to play 162 games. Let's not pretend that that's going to happen. Uh, Telez almost certainly has to be on the 25 man roster out of necessity, right? Because if, if it's not Shaw, it's got to be Telez, right? I mean, you're probably not going to start Kavon Vigio first base, right? Yeah. No, he's second. He'll be our future. He'll be our second base for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All yeah, right. no, it's it's got to be Travis Shaw. I mean, Rowdy Telez has not done anything to deserve a starting role. His on-base percentage is like 298. Yeah, so. I think Rowdy will be on the team. He'll be a great oh, DH yeah. or something like that. He'll definitely be on the team. It really depends. We'll get to the outfield, but it really depends what the outfielders do in spring training. True. How many of them are like, yeah, we got to keep these guys around. What Brendan Drury does in, in spring training. Mm-hmm. What Bruce Valera and Santiago Espinal do in spring training. There's a lot of like... Just below, like bench player guys that could claim bench player spots in spring training. So we'll see what Quadruple A. Yeah, exactly. A. That's what I'm looking for. Here's here's a question, Justin, for you. Sure. Looking at looking at what we've got in the organization for first base depth, and thinking about all levels. Wait, we have of, first base depth. Well, I mean, like we have. <laughs> there are a number of players who play the position in our organization. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looking at the overall depth of the entire organization from uh, a rookie all the way up yeah. to MLB, right? Who do you expect to see make some big steps forward? And do you think if Tele, if Rowdy Telez doesn't make the team, are, do you think he'll at least be on that bus to and from Buffalo? Like anytime anybody kind of needs a day off. Yeah, I mean, looking at the depth chart we have right now, they've got Ka- like they've got Kevin Biggio as the third first baseman. So I I think Rowdy has to be on the team at this point, unless they're going to do the whole Teoscar or uh, Guriel first base experiment. I hope they don't do that. I'm not a huge fan of because no. 
Yeah. I if Rowdy like can play DH, I mean, I don't see why he can't be our backup first baseman. Yeah. I mean, it, Travis Shaw isn't a great starting first baseman to begin with either, so maybe they have a little competition. And the thing with Shaw, too, is he also plays second and third, so they'll be able to shuttle him around in late mm-hmm. innings and get Rowdy in the lineup. They're both lefties, though, which is the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of second and third, second shortstop third base, yeah, there's going to be no competition. no competition. Kevin Biggio will be our second baseman. Bo Bichette will be our shortstop. Vladdy Jr. will be our third baseman. Who will be our Ryan Goins, though? Who yeah. will be our guy that's going to be um, pumped into every single place in the infield <laughs> minus the catchers? Brandon Drury. Is it Brandon Drury? So do you think Brandon Drury is the answer to be that guy? I don't think he's the answer, but it's either <laughs> him or, or Santiago Espinal who has barely played at AAA. Exactly. This Espinal so, kid's pretty good, but yeah, if, he he, if he can like kill it, in to, spring use, training. to use the 2019 Blue Jays saying, there's no one else. Exactly. Like, there's no one else. And, like, Brandon Drury just did not look great last year. Like, do you yeah. trust Brandon Drury being Defensively, that guy? yeah. Yeah. Offensively, not a freaking chance. So do you feel confident with Brandon Drury being our utility infield guy, Patrick? No. Here's the thing. Um, we haven't talked a lot about Santiago Espinal at all at any point. And I, it's probably because Dark we horse. only recently uh relatively recently acquired him right um well, so yeah i think it was like last year it was 2018 steve, that we acquired that him steve pierce yeah okay so he did play 2018 he did play about 42 games in double a mm. uh, and he looked really really good at the plate he's got power um in the sense that he's able to generate extra base hits he's not a home run hitter uh, he is he's fast. Tw- he is 25 too, right? So he's got yeah. a lot of experience internationally. He, in the minors, his, uh, his career average with 1600 plate appearances, uh, is 285, uh, with an OBP of 345 mm. slug of 390. So he's a contact hitter first. And here's the thing about Santiago Espinal that makes him special is that he can play shortstop, second base, and third base, right. which means he's got that trifecta going for him. So he can play everywhere that Brandon Drury can play and shortstop. Mm. So um, I, I just feel like if we should take a chance on this guy because while, Justin, you're absolutely right, he does not have a lot of experience in AAA. He only has 28 games of experience in Buffalo. He did hit 317 when he was in Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, and he did hit 278 in 94 games in New Hampshire. So like I think as far as like him marinating in the minors, we're about at that point where he we should try to get him to make the jump and see what happens. I just don't want to waste a roster spot on Brandon Drury knowing that he's not going to be a future part of the team and Espinal could be a super utility player that ends up seeing 60 to 80 games played with us when guys need a day off and still be able to hit 280. He might end up being more than what we expect. Maybe we shift Kavan over to first and then Espinal goes to second. He can play second. So you I mean, have something about Kavan Biggio switching to first base. It was the second time you brought it up today, and you bring it up all the time. <laughs> you really want Kavan playing first, eh? I think it's more about Kavan Biggio plays better uh, overall defensively in the infield than, than the outfield. Uh, cause he does have right field capability, right? Yes. Is that? Okay. And, and the other thing is like, we have enough second base depth and enough shortstop depth that we can move a guy over. But as far as first base depth goes, it's rowdy. And then after that, 
there's nobody. So I agree. I, to, think, I, I agree to a point. I just don't think Espinal is going to be that good. Like, I, 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 I would rather see Espinal and Drury because we know what we're going to get with Drury. So what's the point of wasting a year with with a guy who we know isn't going to be that great? I think Espinal, yeah, we don't know him yet, so we may as well give him a shot. Like He's probably going to be better than Drury, but I don't think he's going to be a huge upgrade over Drury. It's going to come down to spring training. Yeah. I agree. Uh, catchers, we've talked about the catchers all the time. They're locks. Danny Jansen, Reese McGuire. We've had the catcher debate like every episode yeah. in the past 10 episodes. So I think we can just leave the catchers alone here. Yeah. Um, and then DH, we were touching on it before. It's Rowdy Telez and, and probably Rowdy, and Rowdy Telez. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, and, yeah and, and again, and our other outfielder will likely play DH off and on as well. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the rotation, though. Of sure. course, we got Nace, uh, Hanjin Ryu. Or, is it Ryu or Ryu? Ryu. Is it Ryu? I want to call him Ryu because of uh, Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. Ryu. He was the best. He was the main guy Finish in Street him. Fighter. No, that's oh, that's Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat, bud. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm mad. I'm mad. But we got our ace. After that, it's like a bunch of guys. You can really put like two to six on our starting guys. You can really put anywhere in that rotation. Yeah. Hey? It just depends on how they're doing that day. So let's talk about where you see the rotation because after Ryu – it's kind of a toss-up. So, Justin, where do you see two to five on our rotation? Sure. Well, I've got, in my number two spot, I think I've got Matt Shoemaker penciled in there. Pr- granted that he's fully healthy when spring rolls around, I think he should be. He's mm-hmm. been he's been throwing whatever it is. Um, I've, then I've got I've got Chase Anderson and Tanner Roark like, as a 3-4 kind of mix. And then I've got Barucki or Thornton in five. Probably Barucki. Putting Baraki in there. Oh, hey. he's lefty. That's true. Need a lefty. I keep and forgetting he's a lefty. That's the only thing he's got going yeah, for him right now. Really, it, it is. I mean, he wasn't healthy at all last season. We saw what two or three starts from before he hit the DL again. So spring training, like, I I keep saying this, but spring training is going to determine so many things for the Blue Jays this year. It's one of the like first years in recent memory for me where we don't really have positions locked up going into the spring mm-hmm. like there are positions that are up for grabs like the, the center field position the first base position as much as they say it's not up for grabs it is and then obviously the rotation in the bullpen it's like there's maybe three clear locks overall we've got giles ryu and i guess maybe Roark and anderson are locks so maybe four clear guys mm-hmm. that are going to pitch and other than that there's two rotation spots and like seven bullpen spots that could be anybody's to take yeah, the guys we paid in the offseason, I gross. hope they're in our rotation. Like, we're not yeah. just going to hand these guys a bunch See, of money, throw them in the pen, or throw them in AAA. I'm, I'm surprised that this depth chart is showing uh, Shunya Maguchi in the bullpen because he started, like, the last, like, four years mm-hmm. in Japan. Yeah. I think they're going to stretch him in the spring and see what he can do as a starter. They'll throw him for three innings and see what happens as the spring goes along. Mm-hmm. But he's a dark horse candidate for me to to snag a rotation spot or a guy that could move into one and be like the sixth man, like the long reliever slash spot starter in the rotation. Because mm-hmm. I think he's got none of the experience. Like if we put him in the rotation instead of like a Baraki or a Thornton, every pitcher in our starting rotation is like 32 or 33. Yeah. Like that's... super experienced, yeah. which is a good thing, but they're not like, they're, they're not going to get any better. <laughs> not the healthiest group either. No. Really not the healthiest group No, you group can't there. trust a bunch of old dude no. pitchers. Which... Well, I'm not, not because they're old, but because they have a lot of history. injury history yeah. as well. Uh, Patrick, what's your rotation looking like two to five for the Jays next year? Uh, my number two guy would be Matt Shoemaker. Um, really? You guys? I'm, I mean, the thing is, we obviously have to throw Ryu into the number one slot. 
but I kind of like to think of like, I, I'm trying to think of it in a four dimensional chess kind of way where I'm thinking like, wouldn't it be better to start shoemaker one and then have the lefty at two and then have a righty at three and then have Baraki at four. But then you're kind of forcing it because we don't even know Baraki's going to be like going into the regular season because he was hurt all last year. So it's like we can't have that much faith in him anymore. So I guess that was my roundabout way of saying I'd like Matt Shoemaker to be number one only because it just makes more sense um, to alternate between left and right. But we'll go. We'll say Ryu one, Shoemaker two. My number three would definitely be uh, Rourke. I think Rourke is going to be one of those guys that pitches 200 innings for us. 4.5 ERA, give or take a little bit, and goes like 12 and 12. So we'll we'll get exactly what we want out of him. Uh, number four, <sighs> I guess Chase Anderson. Um, you know, we obviously went out of our way to acquire him. Makes sense. And then number five, I think, is going to be a four-way tussle between Shun Yamaguchi, Trent Thornton, uh, Ryan Barucki and TJ Zoik. I think Zoik uh, is going to have a hot spring, and then we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think. I think inevitably Trent Thornton still pitches 150 innings for us. He improved vastly as the year went on, and I just think they'll give him the ball just to see what he can do because I think he does have something. I'm just not sure what. I'm going. Rourke two, Shoemaker three, Anderson four. My dark horse is Anthony K. Yeah. So I think Anthony K is going to win that fifth spot. I think he's going to come into spring training, being traded from the Mets, and because he thought he was going to be like the future of the Mets, <laughs> and yeah. this guy's going to be pissed off. And pissed off pitchers are great pitchers because mm-hmm. they're going to get aggressive. And he, I think he's going to have a lights out spring. I think he's going to be the dark horse guy because I think Thornton and Barucki and Zoic, I think they're just they're so underwhelming, you know. Sure. And I think Anthony K, you know. He wears white sunglasses. He stands out. I know that doesn't really matter in the long run. It doesn't. But he stands <laughs> out. He stands out. Those other guys are, again, fucking generic players that you hey, make in Matt the show. Matt Shoemaker's got a great beard. Not Matt Shoemaker. I'm talking about Thornton. I'm talking about Baraki. Yeah. This is the Yamaguchi guy, maybe. I don't know too much about him. But I think Anthony K might be our, like, he's a high draft pick. He was a good prospect. I think he's going to come out guns a-blazing I got, in spring. I got two words for you guys. Big Nate. Yeah, so I was going to say. What happens when I Nate Pearson Nate's gets ready? Up. So I, th- I bet you one of these guys, Rourke, Anderson, or Shoemaker, are either going to A, be underwhelming, or t- two, get hurt. A, two, Clayton, <laughs> figure was, it out. That was my that next question. was yeah. like, when Nate Pearson is ready to come up, who leaves the rotation, or who is he replacing because they got hurt? I'm thinking Rourke. <laughs> yeah? I, I don't think – I think it's going to be, if anybody, it's Shoe or Ryu because they've got the in- in- injury history. Very true. But I, I think if it's a performance thing, I think maybe Rourke or Anderson, it'll be one of the new guys that Nate takes over. I got a f- good feeling about Anthony K though. At the start, I didn't, yeah. but now I'm like, okay. I like Anthony K yeah. as well. He's and then a, we got Simeon Woods. We got Woods Richardson sitting in the wings too. Yeah, but so, he's in a ball. Yeah, he's he way down. Might that's, get the double A this no, year. That's years yeah. down the road. I but hope again, he the double A. But again, Big Nate and Anthony K. If they can somehow yeah. sneak into our rotation by the end of the year, I wouldn't be surprised. We'll do a minor league episode here soon. Yeah, there's gonna be some guys making jumps this yeah. year. Okay, let's talk about Super the bullpen pumped. here. Uh, Ken Giles, obviously the closer. After that, <laughs> oh boy, we've got. Opener, serial opener, yeah. Wilmer Font. Like, what do we talk about when it comes to the pen? Like, who's our setup guy, Patrick? 
Yes. <laughs> not going to like the answer to this question, but I think it's going to be Sam Gaviglio. I think I understand he has not pitched great. I, I don't even know if we can justify saying that he's pitched good, <laughs> but I think Sam Gaviglio has gained a lot of experience for us in the last two years. He was excellent as a setup man until we burned him out completely in May last year. And that's when the entire team went to dog shit. So we can't really blame Gaviglio. And out of all these guys, Gaviglio has starter experience. He has uh, long relief experience. I think Gaviglio is the only other person on this list that, that uh, appears on MLB.com who is a guaranteed, huh. he is going to be in this bullpen and he is going to be, uh, probably the seventh inning guy. I honestly don't think anyone in our bullpen, other than Giles, will be on the team at the end of the year. I think it's <laughs> gonna be. I think it's gonna be one of those seasons where our bullpen is just a revolving door. Another one for Carousel. Revolving one. door was the uh, one I was looking for. Uh, Ferris wheel. I don't know. Whatever. It's my first episode back after two weeks. He's rusty. Um, but like Gaviglio, Font, Romano, Pannone, Bass. It's just like. Do we want any of these guys on the mound? <laughs> like, I think it's going to be Romano or Yamaguchi. I think Yamaguchi would be a good setup guy because he's new and it's like, hey, what can this guy do? Let's put him in some pressure situations. But anyone else on there, like, I, I just think it's going to be such a, a crapshoot. It's going to be such a crapshoot in our bullpen. I think we're going to get a lot of young guys from AAA and AA up. And there's like, hey, let's there's see some these dark guys horses in the minors too. Travis Bergen, Jackson McClellan had great seasons in the minors last year. Bergen True. had got claimed by the Giants in the Rule 5 last year and they sent him back to us. And McClelland was quietly one of the best relief pitchers in in the in the minors this year. Hmm. Um, should have probably got claimed in the Rule Five. Not sure why nobody took a chance on him, but I think those two guys, we will see them at some point here soon. I hope so. Uh, again, bullpen. Any last remarks here, Patrick? Yeah, I think we should be paying attention to the leftovers of the rotation as well as as uh, bullpen options. Out of Thornton, Brucky, Kay, and Zoik, whoever does not earn the fifth spot, at least two or three of those guys are going into the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And it's more most likely going to be Thornton and Barucki because Kay and Zoik don't really have as much experience. Um, although both of them are getting a little too old for Buffalo. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they're deployed, especially coming out of spring training. Because I think... I don't think you can justify sending either one of those two guys back to AAA for another year. They're both 26, aren't they? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yep. Not 100%, but... Well, I'd say that's probably the death rattle for Thomas Pannone and maybe Romano. Somebody's got to go down, and I I think what's going to end up happening is Thornton and Barucki will be number five slash number six. And then Kay and Zoic go to the bullpen, and if they end up being great, well, then they, you know, maybe they'll learn a spot start. I kind of forgot oh. about Zoic in the bullpen. I think Zo- I always thought Zoic would be a good bullpen guy, so maybe Zoic goes to the bullpen. And again, Brucky or Thornton wouldn't be horrible middle relief guys either. They're just not starters, I think. But man, I forgot about the starters. That's a good point, Patrick. I kind of forgot about the guys who only throw rotation. That makes me feel a little bit better about the bullpen. Not gonna lie. At least there's some reliable. 
arms that we kind of know about, not just a bunch of mystery guys who we have little to know about. Uh, I don't know who A. Bass is. I've never heard Anthony of him. Bass. He was okay. okay last year. He was fine. He was just fine. Uh, let's talk about the outfield, the biggest shit show on our team, I think. Not just because it's not because of the badness or anything, but just because what the hell do you do? Yeah. Like, you could, like, Gritchick. Are we going to put Randy in center field? Are we going to put him Randy. at right field? Is T. Oscar going to be playing center field? Lourdes Gurriel Jr. And then you look at the backups. Who's going to be our two backup outfielder guys? Man. Because, like, okay, let's let's just start with you, Justin, because I know that you're going to go off on your boy here. I'm going to give you guys my honest opinion on what the Jays should do to start the season. We've got, Name we've got Alfred Captain. We've got Lourdes Gurriel Jr. in left field. Yes. We've got Randall Gritchick in right field. Teoscar Hernandez should be a DH because he cannot play defense. Yeah, he's he cannot play defense. Why do we have like we need a good center fielder that can play defense? So we... why are we putting him in center field instead of Randy? Well, Randy's not a great center fielder either, and he doesn't like to play center field. Randy's not a bad center fielder. He's not fielder. bad. No, no, he's average, but he's not like Jonathan Davis and Anthony Alford, the next two guys on the depth chart, according to MLB.com. They both play great defense. They play great field. defense, but can they hit the ball? Jonathan Davis cannot hit the ball. No. Anthony Alford who can well, hit the ball when he's not hurt. Yeah. He can hit the ball in AAA. Yeah. And then you've got Derek Fisher. And Billy McKinney. And Billy McKinney. So Billy McKinney has options. He can be sent to Buffalo. No problem. So my opinion on these guys is we should send Rowdy Telez and Billy McKinney to Buffalo because they both have options. Okay. Teoscar Hernandez can DH. Anthony Alfred and Jonathan Davis can fight over the center field role. Whoever emerges as the better offensive player, or if they decide, hey, this guy's defense is just too good, number nine hitter, play center field, not typical, not going to be Mike Trout playing cleanup. No, <laughs> I don't mind that, actually. And, and then you've got Derek Fisher, because they aren't going to dump this guy, because they traded three players to get him. See, that's what I don't like about this plan, though. Yeah. Derek but, Fisher is going to get a lot of, that fourth outfielder is going to get a lot of playing time in our outfield. Yeah, and, and see, that's where my issue is, I mean... Worst case, Ontario, to quote Ricky from Trailer Park Boys, mm-hmm. you you can move Lord Escurial to the infield in the late game because yeah. he's done it before. Yeah, you can put Derek Fisher as the fourth outfielder if you, depending on the on the situation. I mean, obviously, T. Oscar can also go out there too. Y- yeah, he could. If all, he's going to DH, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's my opinion on 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 the on that. As I think that um, McKinney and Telez should go to Buffalo because they have options. That way we can keep the guys who do not have options, namely Fisher, Alfred, and Davis, for as long as possible. Maybe one of those guys plays really well in spring training. I know Derek, Derek Fisher's not going to do it, but maybe Alfred or Davis does really well and a team comes calling and makes mm-hmm. a trade for them. But if they don't, I th- there is a scenario where we can keep all three of them as long as they can send McKinney and Telez to Buffalo. Derek Fisher doesn't have an option? He does not. Okay, he, if, if, if he is released, he has to pass through waivers. But at this point... Who in their right mind is going to claim him anyway? Someone's going to claim him. Someone's going to take yeah. a flyer on him. Because he's easy. Uh, I don't know. Well, okay, what? that's Justin's game plan for the yeah. outfield. What do you think here, Patrick? I think Guriel is your everyday left fielder. Uh, he's obviously not going to play every day, but I think you know what I mean. I, he's going to play at least 120 to 140 games. It's now or never as far as pushing Guriel. Uh, he's had two seasons now that were incomplete. Um, partly because one of them he was called up, the other he got hurt. Um, Mm -hmm. Or he was, like, super shitty (laughs) when he was playing in the (laughs) infield. 
it's now or never. Give him the everyday left field. Lock it down. Uh, in center field, to quote a wise man, you never quit on the athlete. And it will be Anthony Alford in center field. Calling it now. Calling my shot. Grichuk, right field, almost every day. And then your fourth outfielder is going to be Derek Fisher. Billy McKinney goes down to the minors. Telez down to the minors. Tiasco Hernandez is your everyday or 95% of the time DH. Just this really straightforward. I don't think it's rocket surgery. We just kind of have to deal with the fact that some guys have options and some guys don't. Jonathan Davis doesn't make the team and he's released before the end of March. I think we're going to keep Rowdy at DH or be the 26th man back and forth between Buffalo. But I think he's going to start the year at DH. I still think Grichuk should be our center fielder. I know, but like he didn't end the year at center field last year, right? Noticeable growth. I just think he should be our center fielder. I know that he doesn't like playing center field, but he's the best option. He's the best option. Because in in my world right now, anyway, in my fantasy world, I would have <laughs> easy Anthony Alford as our fourth outfielder, playing all over the place. Anthony Alford would play like every second day. So I'm I'm going like four outfielders. I'm rotating between Teoscar, Grichik, Guriel, and Alford a lot. Um, so maybe Grichik plays right field. Maybe we just have four guys. We put them wherever. Because again, they're all athletes. They can all play wherever. So maybe we do it that route, and oh, then, man. again, Fisher, just trade him. Try to trade him for a wild card arm and try to get salvage something out of him. And then maybe Billy McKinney. I don't know. But maybe we just, instead of having, like, a set center fielder, a set right fielder, maybe we just kind of filter through the four. They can all play the positions out there. Oh, that's tough to get terrible. into it. I know, I know it does, but, like, the other options aren't that great either. Let me, let me quote. Let me, let me give you guys a number, and you tell me what you think it is. 327. What do you think that is? It's going to be someone's on-base percentage. It's a number of times I'm going to want to shoot myself in the head every time Teoscar Hernandez is in the outfield. <laughs> Clayton had it right. It's Loris Gurriel's on-base percentage. That's the highest of any of those outfielders. Yeah, that's not great. Randall Grichuk's on-base percentage, what was it, like 290? Not great. Ugh. Uh, let me look at Oh, it's even worse than that. It's 280. <laughs> yeah, again, not great. Yeah, he strikes on a quarter of the time, boys. It's bombs, though. Uh, yeah, but he actually... He was less valuable to the team this year yeah. than he was the year before because he hit six more bombs, but it took him 27 more games to yeah, do it. That's very true. Um, oh, man. This is depressing. Like, I was happy. Mm-hmm. What have you done? <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah, like, you know what? No, let's will, not be sad. Will we get an outfielder ever in the history of our franchise who can get on base more than more than Lourdes Gurriel can? Yeah. Which, like can we do we ever will we ever see a three fifty on base percentage on the outfield again? Like we saw it with Jose Bautista had like a four ten, four twenty some years on base percentage because he walked so many times. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen anything like that since then. All right. Let's uh let's will we? En- let's end will it with we? A, no. Yeah, let's end <laughs> it with on, a couple hold questions. Hold on, hold on. There is there is one last hope. <laughs> I'm throwing up a Hail Mary, boys. What happens? If we sign Marcelo Zuna. Yeah, but he's not. What's his on-base percentage, Patrick? I don't care. The man can clap bombs. Not really. I think Marcelo Zuna is just like a clone of Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah, he's like a 
Yeah, but he can Randall hit better Gertrick. than Teoscar Hernandez. Let's let's let me let me pull this up. So I, I, His OBP I, last year was 328. That was higher than Lourdes Gurriel Jr., who I'm. It was 330. It was actually 330. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, 330. Yes. Uh, 29 home runs, 89 RBIs, 12 stolen bases. How many stolen bases uh, did you get, Clayton, in center field last year? <laughs> None. Why am I Why am I targeting Clayton? <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Why okay. Yeah. I'm all over the place. Yeah, and guess who is Marcelo Zuna's agent? Scott Boris. Oh, baby, I smell it. I I'm don't. thinking we we can pick up Marcelo Zuna. He could be our center fielder. Uh, he's not. He doesn't. He's a he's a left fielder though. I don't All right, think we're then. spending any more money either. I think we're done. I think we spent we're spending. Brand new, money on your brand new center fielder, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Jesus sage Christ. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Okay. Can you imagine the number of errors would be like higher than fifty? Oh my god! Okay, we gotta go. We gotta end this because we were so happy at the start, and now we're so sad. Um, season two is a good one, friends. Really, really fun one. Season three is gonna be awesome because, again, the Jays probably won't make the playoffs, but they're gonna be exciting to watch this year. And we're gonna hit our hundredth episode at some point. Exactly. Well, it's just it's just gonna be fun watching this team because they're so young, but yet they have some experience because last year was just a crapshoot. How are these young guys going to do? We don't yep. know. Things to look forward to. Nate Pearson, a full season of Vladdy, Cavan, and Bo. Mm-hmm. Hopefully healthy seasons for Lourdes Gurriel Jr. See how Ryu does too. I, I, hopefully we have we have an ace and hopefully he pitches like one. Mm-hmm. I hope Daddy Jansen can find his bat. Lots I, of, I hope Travis Shaw can find yeah. his bat. Lots of reasons to be excited and also too, like if we're in it, Late in the season, maybe we make a push. There maybe is we, optimism. Maybe we're interesting at the trade deadline. You know, it's a lot. It's going to be an interesting year. We can't wait for season three. Yeah. Uh, again, we're going to have a couple little episodes in between uh, now and when pitchers and catchers report to spring training. But uh, other than that, we thank you for listening. Again, uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BFMD Podcast. Uh, give us some reviews on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, all that fun stuff. We like hearing what you guys have to say. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll take your criticisms, your chirps, whatever. We'll work on it. We want to make this sound good for you, so let us know how to how to do that. Um, for Patrick, for Justin, thanks for listening this season. It's been a blast. Um, go Jays, go! And I think we're gonna leave with some Tyler Childers. This guy, uh, he's ginger. First of all, uh, second of all, he's like uh, the Coulter Wall of the states. Not as low of a voice, but he's got like the country roots and stuff. He's kind of a rebel. Um, great song called House Fire. Uh, we'll see you next week. on fire, baby, you can turn into center and smoke, cause house is mighty cold and I feel like melting all the snow away. I'm with